Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Sharper Pequinell, and I'm joined as always by my intangible co-host Tempest the Wrestler. Not Tempest the Wrestler. Tempest. There boom. you go, I did it. They said boom this time, Pete. They said boom when they did They the said thing. I told you they were gonna say boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a question though. I'm probably gonna bring this up when we talk about Rampage in a bit. I they do they do crowd sweetening, right? Like they they edit some of that crowd in, right? Like, do they? I I, 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 feel, I feel never, like I've they never do. Heard reports of AEW sweetening the crowd. There was there, there, there was a few things on this show. I was like, I don't buy that. That was the reaction to that. You know, there's just a few things where I was like, the crowd don't seem particularly invested in this match. And then someone would hit like a kick, and the crowd would go like, oh, it's like that's not right, is it? I don't know. There was just a few things. So I was like. Mm, I don't know if that's legit. I'm not saying they just, you know, it's not, it's never to the WWE levels of completely just trying to reverse what a crowd's doing or anything. But it's just like, if a crowd's a bit quiet, we'll just, we'll just tune this up a little bit, make them a bit louder, you know, stuff like that. I don't know whether they edited in the boom. That's what I'm thinking. If they just took another audio clip of people doing boom on his entrance and said, so we'll just put this here to try and get it over. <laughs> don't take this from me, Pete. They said boom. <laughs> The people said boom. We'll see if it holds up on dynamite, all right. <laughs> um anyway, how you been? Tempest, how you doing today? Uh I'm I'm alright, I suppose. I really don't have much to to offer these days. I mean mm. you know, this pandemic's rearing its head again. So like I, I don't go anywhere, I don't do anything, I just sit around, I work. Uh mm-hmm. Felt like I did something somewhat somewhat fun a few days ago, but I don't remember did you, what it was. Did you play Mappy? Is that what it was? I, I have been playing Mappy. You know that <laughs> that kind of is a constant. But I've talked about mm-hmm. Mappy at least once on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't feel like bringing it up over and over and over again and boring the listeners. But that mm. game is so addictive. Oh my god! Yeah, man. Just keep playing it forever. Like one game just turns into another game. It's like it's gotten to the point 
where you get to the very first screen, like beginning of round one, right? Mm -hmm. And if one of the little cat enemies starts, if they start moving right, like if their first move, their first movement is to turn right and jump, I just reset. I, I reset the whole thing. <laughs> no, bad run. Bad run. That is proper speedrunner vibes. To be like, nope, didn't yeah. get the RNG. Reset. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will do it every time now. Yeah. Just because I just like I don't want to deal with it because it will mess up the rhythm that I have. Mm -hmm. If they go yeah. the other way, I can just cruise through the entire first level, like no problem, and get a good score. If it goes right, nice. I'll be like, it's it's all ruined. It's all ruined Amazing. now. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of speedrunning, it's GDQ time. We like GDQ. I say we like GDQ. I like GDQ. GDQ is amazing. And it's a GDQ. I haven't really watched any runs though, Tempest. I've been I've been busy and stuff. I'm gonna watch them on catch up. I'll watch them on, on YouTube. But I really like AGDQ. So if anyone that is listening also likes AGDQ, talk to me about it. I want to talk about it with people. I've just been messaging Luke. I think he's the only other wrestle talk guy that really cares. But it's fun. I love speedruns. There's a lot of speedruns. Yeah. They got uh, they there's there's a what was it? There was a Pokemon. Ah, oh, damn it! I've already forgot that Pokemon Crystal Race. I want to say mm. maybe that's fun. Um, um, that's yeah. on my to watch list. And there was another one that they're doing, which I also want to watch. A lot of fun runs. Um, I've been watching. Um, it's so weird. I'll just like go down a YouTube rabbit hole, as you mm -hmm. do, of course. Oh yeah. Are you familiar with like Putt Putt, Freddy Fish, and Pajama Sam? Like those kind of like point and click uh, little computer games. They're like for five year olds. No, I'm not. It's a shame. Boo you. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, they're they're just like short little kids games. Mm -hmm. I think it, it would take a kid maybe like 45 minutes to an hour to, to beat. They're like really, really short. You know, sure. little cartoon things. Put put his old purple car, and he will go through time, and he'll go to the zoo, he'll go to the moon, things like that. You got Freddy Fish, who's like I that escalated mysteries. really quickly. He'll go to the zoo, and then he'll go to the moon. Yeah, yeah. That's as you do, as a little quite purple an impressive car. car. Yeah. Well, you just skipped over that he goes through time. Well, yeah, I, I, I missed deal. that bit. <laughs> <laughs> You but, meant like uh, you know you progress through a game through time, not like he travels. No. He's a time traveling car, That's time different. traveling car going through a vortex to the ancient past. I see. Um, but that's the car. You got Freddie Fish, who's like a little yellow fish, and she solves mysteries with her friend Luther, who's a little green fish. And okay, it is fun. And then you got Pajama Sam, who like wakes up in the middle of the night and goes into his closet, and it's like Monsters Inc. or whatever. He goes through a little space dimension sure. that goes to the scary place with monsters and everything sure. he's got to learn to conquer his fear right mm. but the basic basic idea is like you get these little games and you just like click around the screen pick up items and go around and complete the whole game yeah you can speed run these games apparently yeah, these sense. games are big in the speed running community and i only found that this out a couple sense. days ago yeah. and i was watching one guy who just like played through the game once and it's like all right let's try and speed run this and you check the leaderboard and 
this game that if you're just not speed running will take about an hour or so the mm-hmm. speed running record was like 32 seconds <laughs> because it's literally just like you don't watch any cutscenes. you just go click 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 yeah, how many times no can you click. do like these 150 clicks right totally, yeah yeah and so i think he got to like 38 seconds or something like that maybe not that that close but yeah yeah, you just you just click around so like i'm not i'm not immune to the the joys of speed running Mm, indeed um are you familiar with a channel called jaden animations i am familiar with jaden Mm. animations yeah yeah uh her pokemon nuzlocke videos it just reminded me because she's done a video about which she she speed ran a game before and stuff so it reminded me her pokemon nuzlocke videos are very good they're great because i i i do like the pokemons and i've i've done nuzlocke's and things um so yeah i think they're great she's done another one recently where she did a a soul link with alfred i want to say someone um where it's like a dual nuzlocke at the same time basically very good would recommend funny jokes good animations <laughs> etc anyway what doesn't have funny jokes and good animations is wwe what a segue let's talk about smackdown uh well, bit, bit of a bit of a spicy title today wwe is objectively bad <laughs> i'm just gonna hide in my and, in my hoodie i'm just gonna be like oh god <laughs> don't come for me fans need to be shielded from the hate soz mate uh that rhymed anyway let's talk about this episode of smackdown which genuinely wasn't that bad an episode just highlighted a lot of issues as to why wwe it's a bad show let's talk about it oh we've gone controversial today haven't we what do you mean? I don't name I, these. Things. I have gone. <laughs> I have gone I'm controversial writing, today. Hiding from the comment section. This wasn't me, chat. I didn't do it. I will. I'll, I'll take hundred percent credit for this one. This was all me. WWE is objectively bad. Here's why. Welcome to the Rust Talk Podcast oh, review of Smackdown and Rampage. Exactly, it works. Uh, I am Chopper Pequenel. I'm joined by my intangible co-host, Tempest. Send in your ultra chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. If you've got any opinions, I want to hear them. So the first thing I want to talk about is this statement that I've made. That WWE is objectively bad. Here's why. Now, I want to preface a few things before I get into it, all right? Yesterday's show wasn't the worst show I've ever seen. This was not the worst episode of SmackDown. I don't know what it was about last night's show. I was like, this is just a bad show. Like, it didn't break me. I didn't get angry. I just, I don't know. I just, this show, I just thought it was an exemplary show, a a shining example of why WWE is a bad show. Now, firstly... What do I mean when I say a bad show? Because there's a lot of different interpretations of that. Financially successful? Undeniably, WWE is financially successful. Undeniable. They make an absurd amount of money. So you could claim that they are good. I'm talking about, as an objective entertainment piece and storytelling device, 
they fail at what they are trying to do. You can still enjoy something that is bad, that is totally reasonable. Something that is flawed can still be enjoyable, and you can still get enjoyment out of it. That's totally fair. And if you still enjoy watching WWE shows, also very valid. You're allowed to enjoy it. I am breaking down personally. This is why I don't enjoy it, because objectively, it fails at storytelling. It fails at what it's trying to do, which is tell stories and promote wrestling, which is the whole point, right? They build to their pay-per-views and their premium live events. You've got you to build to the matches, but they don't care about the wrestling, which we'll talk about in a second. So there's a lot of stuff on this show. I spoke about this in my edited review of like, I broke down like each segment of why stuff was bad. The one I'm really going to like focus in on, well, there's two main points I want to focus in on. First, we're going to talk about Naomi and Sonya Deville, <laughs> because <laughs> there was a couple of bits in this one. So they finally had a confrontation backstage, right? They had a recap of Charlotte and Naomi from last week. Naomi comes in and confronts Sonya Deville to be like, I haven't even heard why you dislike me. And I'm like, you're right, Naomi. We haven't heard that yet. And I was like, okay, Sonya Deville is finally going to tell us why she doesn't like Naomi, right? This thing's been going on for months and months, and it's finally come to a point. It's a thing we should have been told months ago, but finally we're going to find out Sonya Deville's character motivation and why she's been acting this way the whole time, screwing her out of every opportunity and trying to hold it down at every possible turn, right? As a direct quote that she said, she said, you waltz into my office with your main character vibes when everyone knows you're just an extra. Firstly, what does that even mean? And secondly, that doesn't make any sense for Sonya's uh, character motivation, right? Because in kayfabe, she's, a, she's a, a wrestling promoter. What she wants to do is make the most money by putting on the best shows, right? That's, that, 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 that's what she wants. You're already thinking too logically about this. Well, this this is this is this is the point I'm going to get to. Tempest is that I know there's going to be a lot of people. They're going to be like, it's not that deep, bro, and they're just going to be like, you're overthinking and blah 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 blah, whatever. I just think that you should probably demand from your billion dollar company. You should probably demand like logical storytelling. That's that that's my thing. Is that you should probably demand a bit more from from what WWE is doing. I don't. So this stuff doesn't. I, mean, I know. Um, but I'm, I'm really trying to explain because I feel like a lot of times it just comes across as whiny when I'm just like, this is bad. This is bad. This doesn't make sense. But I'm trying to explain like why that's bad for storytelling, because that's what they're doing is telling stories. But that, that means that Sonya Deville's character as this not authority figure, authority figure, her character motivation is flawed because she's a wrestling promoter. She wants to put on the best show that she can and make the most money. And when she has someone that can compete for the top title and is popular, she would want to promote them to make more money to do a good job. She's saying that Naomi's not a main character. She's just an extra. But she's, like, not, though, because she nearly beat Charlotte last week, which, like, proves that she can be a main character in WWE. It's a thing that cycles in and out of stars and, and title challenges and stuff all the time. In kayfabe, Sonya Deville wouldn't want to push her. There's no reason for her to dislike her. This is just another reason to be like, I don't like you. With no explanation. It's, it's 
a phrase that says nothing about anything about her character motivation or why she's doing anything that she does. And that, either subconsciously or not, viewers pick up on this stuff. They pick up on it and go, oh, that doesn't make sense. Or, hmm, that's weird. You know, like it, it just doesn't, it doesn't gel with the viewer. That's really stupid. Do you want to know what else is stupid? The other confrontation later on, because during that segment, it got mentioned, hey, well, I'm wearing this jacket. I'm your boss, right? <laughs> I know. I know, Tempest, right? When, I, when I'm wearing this jacket, I'm your boss. You can't touch me. Now, personally, I, I took that to be more of a metaphorical thing, being like, I'm an authority figure, I'm a corporate person, I'm not wrestling right now, so while I'm wearing this jacket, while I'm doing this job, you can't touch me. I'm not a wrestler. Unless we're wrestling in a wrestling ring, you can't touch me. Now, what she actually meant... <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing when I watched this. What she actually meant was, when she physically wears her jacket, it's like got like a wall of force sur surrounding it. It's got like a force field. So that Naomi can't touch her while she's got her jacket on. Because later in the show, the thermostat wasn't working. And the room was too hot. So Sonya Deville takes off her jacket. And Naomi walks in and goes, you've not got your jacket on, so I can beat you up now. And Sonya's like, uh, uh, uh. Like, what? That doesn't change anything. She's still your boss. <laughs> I, I shouldn't need to explain why that's really bad writing. <laughs> Sorry, I know I've dominated this conversation, <laughs> but I could not get over that. <laughs> so I have this jacket on. You can't touch me. So she takes the jacket off. She goes, well, I can touch you now. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. It's real bad. <clears throat> okay. It's, it's, it's real bad. It's real bad. So I shouldn't need to explain why that's bad writing. It doesn't make any sense in terms of the context of the kayfabe and the storytelling and like the, the, the emotional stakes and, and investment in the story is non-existent because none of this stuff makes any logical sense in their own world, right? That's, that's the thing. In their own continuity, this doesn't make sense. I just, <clears throat> it's real bad. And the other bit that I wanted to focus on, which is just more of a general point, and this is not breaking news by any stretch of the imagination, WWE doesn't care about wrestling. Isn't that crazy? That's just, whoa, that's uh, crazy. Um, but on this show in particular... I noticed it so badly, and I know this is just part of the WWE formula, and it's something they've been doing for months and months and months and months, probably years at this point. But I just really noticed it on this show, and I don't know why, it just it just stuck out more to me. In the, the first match kicked off on this show when it was 11 minutes into the show, right? <clears throat> so the first 11 minutes was basically nothing. It was recap pass packages, it was an entrance. The Usos did a promo where they didn't really say much. The match starts... And it immediately cuts to an ad break. So, like, we f get our first taste of wrestling on this show. And it just cuts to an ad break immediately. We come back from the ad break. You get three minutes and 50 seconds of wrestling. And then it cuts to another ad break. 
three minutes and 50 seconds between ad breaks. That's ridiculous for starters. And then after that ad break, we get two minutes and 15 seconds of wrestling and then the match ends, right? That is a match that, that go, that's gone on for longer than the average SmackDown match. It's gone through two ad breaks and we watched just over five minutes of it total, right? We then had a, a segment that was not wrestling. We then had uh, Aaliyah versus Natalia that went for three seconds. That was the whole ordeal that they made a big deal out, that it was a three-second match. We then had Sheamus versus Ricochet, which was the match that we saw the most amount of wrestling on this show. We saw two minutes and 20 seconds, and then it went to an ad break. And then we saw four minutes and 10 seconds. That's six and a half minutes of wrestling. Wow. Interrupted by an ad break in the middle, of course. Uh, we then had a match with Kofi Kingston and Mad Cat Moss. They wrestled for 30 seconds before going to an ad break. And then he had two minutes and 25 seconds. And then Mad Cat Moss won. Clean. Quick um, maths. Mm, which, which, was, which was real cool. That's all the wrestling that we got on the show, by the way. Uh, so that was 15 minutes total of wrestling. Uh, on right, a two-hour show. I'm coming show. out of hiding. Can I say something? Please do. I, may I? May I? <clears throat> I had a revelation this week thinking about mm. it because i uh, sometimes i think about the criticism that we get as reviewers and such mm -hmm. talking about like oh wwe does something and and you hate it and then maybe aew does something that's not as good and 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 you love it still and blah 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 just typical you're biased what mm -hmm. whatever yeah, yeah it's very simple when you think about it because I like one of these shows and I don't like the other one. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That is the baseline for this line of thinking. Allow me to make an analogy. My favorite superhero show ever is like Young Justice, mm -hmm. right? Great animated show. Love it. Love the characters. Love everything. My least favorite show is, like, Gotham. I don't like Gotham. Mm -hmm. Don't like that show. Mm -hmm. You could have someone out there who's, like, the biggest Gotham fan, right? Loves this show so much. Be like, hey, I'm going to sit you down, and, I, and you have to pick. You're either going to watch the number one absolute best episode of Gotham or the worst episode of Young Justice. And you know what? I'm going to pick watching the worst episode of Young Justice because I like that show. Yeah. I'd rather watch a bad Dynamite than a good Smackdown. Because I like that show and I don't like this show because it has bad storytelling, bad writing, bad camera work, bad commentary, and bad wrestling. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Sometimes they might go out there and have a Madison Square Garden episode where they have very good wrestling and they'll have a good Seth Rollins and Edge match and I'll be like, damn, that was a good episode of SmackDown. But at the same time, I know nothing's going to come of any of it because I do not trust them to run it back the next week with another good show. So at that point, it is just stressful to me in my own mind. Ooh, it is stressful in my own mind to watch this show and have to review it objectively. Mm -hmm. Objectively. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just the way that I feel when I watch this show. 
because yeah. I feel positively about one, negatively about another. And yeah, sometimes it might bleed through more than others, but at the same time, I am someone who likes wrestling. Mm-hmm. I am someone who likes good storytelling. And you know, if you had a lot of one and none of the other, sure, it would be like, I don't know, what what's a, a, a wrestling show that has all storytelling and no matches? I don't know. I feel like there was one of those. See, the problem is when you do that, a lot of the time the storytelling isn't good either because none of these people are actual goddamn TV writers that they mm. like to think that they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of them are. So, regardless, if there was a wrestling show that was literally like, I, you could watch Glow on Netflix because it's a TV show about wrestling. Go watch Heels. I haven't watched Heels yet. I've been meaning to. It looks good. But you could go and watch that because it's a show about wrestling that doesn't have wrestling. You know, might have a little bit sprinkled in here because it's a show. But it's a show with storytelling and good storytelling because it's an actual TV show. You can watch something like that. And instead, we get something like this. Because not only does WWE not have wrestling, they don't have good storytelling. They have the worst storytelling of any medium that I can watch right now. I would rather watch friggin love island or some terrible terrible reality show i would rather watch those in wwe because in those shows you're not going to have sonya deville ruining naomi's life for five months and naomi not just saying all right you know what i'm going to sue you for employment employee harassment (laughs) because if this was real you'd either get a steve austin moment where she would just beat the living daylights out of sonya deville by now Mm mm-hmm or, or she'd get sued and she'd get fired. Those are the only two options. Neither of them happen. So I check out. That's it. Yeah. That's my that's my piece. For the love of yeah. God, can you imagine that Vince McMahon just ruined Steve Austin's life for five months straight and Steve Austin never did a single thing about it? Can you imagine that? Yeah. If you can't imagine it, you're telling a bad story. Whew. All right. I'm hiding again. Bye. Yeah. Uh, so of course there's, like I've mentioned before, there's going to be a lot of people just be like, it's not that deep. You're thinking too much about it. Just turn your brain off when you watch all that stuff. My thing is you should demand more from a good show. There are plenty of good shows out there that, that, you know, you should probably watch because they're good. This is a bad show that you shouldn't watch because it's bad. And there's a lot of stuff that I feel like is subjective and why we don't like stuff and this is taking aside all like the ethical stuff with wwe of them like being a bad company you know their deals with saudi arabia and their releases and how they've handled the pandemic and all that stuff right take all that stuff aside this is just about them as a tv show they still fail at what they're trying to do because they try to build to their wrestling on their premium live events but they don't care about the wrestling it's fundamentally flawed they don't care about the thing they're promoting which means that other fans don't care either. It, it's just like, it's a cynical thing. Like, they don't care about the wrestling they're promoting. They don't care about wrestling on the shows. So why would anyone care about what they do? All of this stuff changes on the fly. Continuity doesn't matter from week to week. There's just so much objectively bad stuff. Like, there's obviously there's going to be some people that like some stuff. But generally speaking, there's a lot of media things that a lot of people can agree are objectively pretty bad. Stuff like, you know... Batman v Superman. Pretty terrible, you know? You know, every once in a while, not to cut you off, every once in a while, Mm. I want to put on a bad movie. 
Mm-hmm. Every once yeah. in a while, there there there's a part of me that says, "Hey, you know what, guys? Let's put on Fast and Furious too, or let's put on Attack of the Clones. Let's put on sure. Spider Man three, and mm. let's just get baked or get drunk, and let's just laugh at a dumb movie." Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we're like, "Let's just let's just get trashed and watch SmackDown or something." because you'll laugh at it and be like "Ah, look at this look at this stupid look at stupid little naomi that that can't can't stand up to her boss so stupid once that's over i will never think about it again and you know what if you want to watch wwe that way more power to you but if you Mm -hmm. are going into this looking for a, a concretely succinctly told narrative i do not understand what you see in this show whatsoever. No, I I would strongly argue, and I, I feel like I, I, I worded it better when I had an actual script. So if, if you would like, go and watch my edited review that I did on the main WrestleTalk channel, because I feel like I did probably a better job no, of actually God. explaining like the objective things. Now I've got people in the comments being like, Fast Furious 2 is good, Attack of the Clones is good. This is not the point I was trying hey, to make. Hey man, I enjoy Too Fast, Too Furious. I don't care. Ludacris being big Afro man was Luda, great. Throw them bows. <laughs> hey man, I just, I just love the Nissan Skyline. I was well into cars when Too Fast and Furious came out, and I was like, oh man, the Skyline with the racing stripes. I want that. I was like eleven. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about this more. I assume when we talk about the rest of the show here. I, 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 let's just get into your old chat to see what you guys think because obviously like what you like if you enjoy the show more power to you but objectively speaking it's bad stories it's a bad wrestling oh. show um i didn't think i would get so much pushback on fast and furious 2 listen all of the <laughs> fast and furious movies are bad mm, yeah they are none of yeah, them yeah, are yeah. good films which is not no, the no, point no. i was trying to make but yeah. like Come on, Paul Walker in Fast and Furious 2 is like, forget about it, cuh. Who told him he could say that? Who told him he could say that? You know what I mean? It's a perfect dumb movie to laugh at. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. That one line is. Not the point that I was trying to make. They're all dumb. But they're all fun. I'm not, I'm not hating on Fast and Furious oh too. Oh god, that's so funny. Oh god. Oh. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Anyway, Ultra Chats, send those in. Rostock.com forward slash support. <laughs> I now can't get that line out of my head. Charles Berg says, uh, basically all of WWE programming feels like they don't allow the performers to be the best version of themselves. They prefer if you behave like a buffoon, nothing matters, and nobody cares. It's a black hole that pulls in wrestlers and destroys them. Sounds about right. Yeah. 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 I got another point, but I'll save it for later in the show. <clears throat> sure. Uh, J.S. Wooten said... Uh, Sonya Deville is basically Captain Sean Dean from Sammy Guevara's vlog. You two probably do not know the reference, but that's totally how uh, Captain Sean Dean would respond to some uh, extra on the vlog. Outside of that, Statlander is the best. Rona Bros and LIW for life. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Liam Leonard said, Hi guys, I personally just thought this show was painful and just uh, pins the point. Uh, can't book a smart baby face. Wins and losses don't matter. And logic is never asked in the writer's room. But we'll still watch it live. Let's go World of Pete Squad. <laughs> yeah, World of Pete Squad. We did our yeah. Patreon uh, video call with Liam. And Andy uh, brought up a Pokemon team generator. And I think like oh, two yeah, out of three of well. us or maybe all three got World of Pete on our team. So we're the, nice. we're the World of Pete Squad now. <laughs> oh, and you came after me for doing Team Panice yesterday on the podcast with Denise? I and don't got, schedule oh, these got, things. You've got the World of Pete Squad going on? Come on, dude. Mm. Coming at me with double Sorry, standards yeah. here. Jeez. Yeah, Lee, Liam and I are hanging out on the down low. Yeah, Sorry, to, exactly, sorry yeah. for you to find out this way. Uh, Riot DR says, uh, Tempest, with that analogy, I love you even more. Young Justice's awesomeness incarnate. Also, I finally figured it out. Seth freaking Rollins is Jim Carrey's Riddler from Batman Forever. L-I-W for life. Um, yeah, kind of. A little bit. Now that yeah. I think about it, he is just kind of like, yeah. woohoo, I'm yeah. Seth Rollins. Oh, please, you're blind as a bat. Um, Hawk the Outcast 823 says, uh, the most unrealistic thing on SmackDown is that with all the abuse Naomi has gone through, at no point has her Uso husband used his pull with the head of the table to fix it. That would add just the right amount of detail to bring this up for me. You know, at a certain point, because I don't, 
I don't think that in in these storylines you like need the spouse to come in and solve problems mm-hmm. one way or the other. But at the same time, after five months, you'd think Naomi would would like go home and sit down at dinner and be like, "God, I just can't stand this Sonya Deville bitch. Like, I just <laughs> I need I need this to end." And at some point, if if you're like quasi related to the the champion of the show, you would just be like, "One of you guys like fix this? I can't <laughs> just beat her up. Can one of you guys go and beat up Adam Pierce until they stop?" I, I think if they were an on-screen item, then yes, that would be weird. But I they're not really, so yeah. man, that is fine. Um, <laughs> Charles Berg. Uh, in fact, you know what? We'll save that for later. We'll do the general SmackDown ch- chats later. Right, let's talk about SmackDown, which started off with a recap package. A two and a half minute recap package of Reigns, Heyman and Lesnar, and then Seth Rollins challenging Reigns, and all that jazz. And then they had this weird bit where they say it's going to be Reigns versus Rollins face-to-face tonight. And they throw up the graphic. It's going to be a face-to-face between Reigns and Rollins tonight. And then it cuts to Seth Rollins who's there just kind of like waiting for his cue, just like staring at the camera, waiting for his cue. Takes a few seconds, and then he just laughs at the camera, does his his Seth Rollins laugh, you know. <laughs> John, etc. right? <laughs> John. I say that, that one. like every day. It's great. Um, He does that, and then it cuts to like a little video montage of Roman Reigns. It's like Universal Champion Roman Reigns. And then it cuts back to the same graphic they showed before, being like, face to face tonight. It's like, yeah, I know. You just told me that like a few seconds ago. What? Um, so this is already like, okay, if we're going to talk about like the objective things as to why this fails as a storytelling thing, this is already throwing like little question marks at you because like, wait, why is Seth standing there waiting and, and laughing down a camera? That feels really forced and staged and unnecessary, right? So why is he doing that? That doesn't make any sense for his character, for what what's he, what's he doing? It's these little questions, these little negative ones that keeps bringing up through the show and make you question what's going on, and make you realize that none of it actually makes sense. And all of it feels like a very much a corporate project, and it makes the world that they've built feel very not real. And that's really bad, because it robs you of investment, because you don't buy into the world, because you don't feel like it's real. That's why it's bad. That's an objectively bad thing. Anyway. They then say the Leet is back tonight. Okay. Cool. The Usos come out. They cut a promo, saying that they retained last week. I think Jey Uso forgot his lines. That was amusing. Um, <laughs> and then they announced that uh, it was a fatal four-way match for the number one contendership for the tag team titles. Los Lotharios versus Cesaro and Mansoor, who are a team now, and Jinder Mahal and Shanky and the Viking Raiders. Um, why were the Usos doing this weird like comedy bit where they were introducing all the people, and then they were like joking around, and then they joined commentary and were like joking around the whole time? I'm like, that's not your character. What are you doing? What's going I don't on? Know. I did yeah. laugh at whatever Jimmy Uso was doing. Yeah. He, I don't know who he was trying to be, mm. but he sounded like someone. He sounded it was like a good someone impression. Yeah, yeah, it was a good impression of someone that I can't quite place. Yeah. I don't think Jay Uso was doing much of anything. 
But no. Jimmy Uso was doing a voice, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's just yeah. making me laugh the whole time. You know weird. what I mean? Uh, I joined COVID. I thought this was strange because like it was like it was it was funny, but like why are they comedy goose now? I thought they were like yeah. supposed to be serious in the bloodline and we the ones and you know all that stuff. Sure. No continuity week to week on characters. That's another thing that robs investment. Why would you buy into it if it's just gonna change from week to week? Anyway, uh they introduce all the competitors in the match. The match starts at eleven minutes, ad break, as we mentioned. Um the crowd really cared about this match. Um, they didn't. Spoilers. Uh, former WWE champion Jinder Mahal was mentioned on commentary. I literally cringed a little bit. I went, oh my god, I forgot that happened. Um, that, that was terrible. Uh, they did a big Tower of Doom spot, which was fun. We got 3 minutes 50 of wrestling. Another ad break. 2 minutes 15 of wrestling. Viking experience for the win. Viking Raiders are your new number one contenders. Really wish they didn't lose to Mad Cat Moss and and stupid Corbin last week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A little bit of foresight week to week. This is what I mean when I say week to week. Uh, I don't plan on anything meaning anything. And why weren't Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss in this match? Because yep. they don't want to book them to lose. So therefore, the story doesn't make sense. The point that I was going to make, and it's a very hmm. brief point, because it's just about yes. the Viking Raiders and such. This is like 1993 again. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be a wrestler, go and wrestle in New Japan or AEW or PWG or wherever. There's a million places you can go and wrestle. If you want to be an 80s cartoon character, you go to WWE. Because literally all the Viking Raiders are right now are like the Bushwhackers times the Berserker. Instead of doing, I've been watching a lot of old rumbles. Instead of doing this, they do this. Raid, raid, raid. And you look at NXT, and it's a bunch of characters right out of like 93. Sure Might is. as well have the Repo Man running around. So that was just like, I was like, oh, I wonder who's in charge here. Oh, it's Bruce Pritchard, the same guy that was hanging around during all those times. I can't imagine why this isn't friggin' working, regardless. Mm -hmm. Go on. Yep. Uh, we then got the recap of Charlotte and Naomi, which we spoke about, and the Sonya revealing why she hates Naomi. My my notes here says because she comes in here with her main character vibes when she's just an extra. I just whatever was what I wrote. I wanted there to be just... like a thing. I thought this thermostat thing was going to lead to something. I thought Kane was going to show up at the end of the show <laughs> and like declare entry into the Royal Rumble, and that's why it was hot. Mm -hmm. Or or maybe you find out that, that Naomi had gone and, and fiddled with it to get her to take the jacket off to then just show up and pounce her ass. Still still bad, you know? but yeah, sure. I was thinking that there would be some connection as like, no, the thermostat's broken. We can't possibly leave this room, though. <laughs> we it's can't go anywhere else in this cavernous building. Mm. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> um, Sami Zayn. Oh, but we had first, sorry, of course, because of the pacing of the show, we had Sami Zayn come out, cut to an ad break, come back, do a recap of The Shield's history. And they showed uh -huh. Seth Rollins and, and Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose, all of them doing their Shield stuff. And it came up on the thing, it was like 10 years ago. I went, oh my God, 10 years, I'm so old. That was when I was like, yeah. that was like peak WWE fandom for me. And I was like, that's 10 years ago. 
Oh my god, I'm so old. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, I was at school. Oh, I was at university. Oh, <laughs> that was ten years ago. Ah. Oh. <laughs> 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 um. God. Yeah. So they they did a recap of the Shields history, which was nice. They they had a few of these recap packages through the show, kind of showing the history of Rollins and Reigns. Uh, before they're face to face later in the show, which I thought was pretty good. I, I like them referencing their own continuity. Was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. I thought on the whole, the whole Roman Reigns Seth Rollins dynamic on this show was very good. I will mostly agree. Yes, yeah. there's one bit I didn't like, but I'll talk about that later. Um, we after that recap of the Shield's history, Sammy, <laughs> Sammy had come out to the ring before the ad break. We come back from the ad break, and he's back at the top of the stage. <laughs> why all right um and he then talks about johnny knoxville and says that he can be a jackass as well and he goes backstage and he comes in and he was gonna go and in a shopping cart there's a little ramp set up he was going i'm gonna go across the ring there's like a crash mat on the other side of the ring and he's gonna go and do the thing and obviously we all know he's not going to because it's not physically possible i don't think with that ramp no yeah not without like rocket propellers or something mm. like that yeah 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 they didn't go all the way with this they they, they need to work on their presentation which again mm-hmm. production he didn't go hi i'm sammy zane welcome to smack ass no not smack ass <laughs> never mind not bad bad idea for <laughs> welcome to smack ass yeah but like hi i'm sammy zane and this is the the shop a cart yep. ring jump you know yep. get some dumb name yeah. Welcome to Smack Ass. <laughs> but yeah, you know, they, they didn't sure they didn't commit. They didn't commit to the bit. They didn't. Um but then Oh no, Valum has got a worse one. It's Jack Down. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm smack pretty sure ass both and of those Jack Down. I am pretty sure both of those are Pornhub categories. Um oh goodness right he throws to a recap of last week with johnny knoxville zane says he's going to enter the rumble and then there was a bit where sammy zane was getting ready to try and do the shopping cart thing and the commentary would not shut up oh, oh my god god they were insufferable on this show that like was it was kind of throughout you know and i don't really see this problem in other shows maybe i just don't watch enough wrestling from other shows to to notice or not Mm-hmm. When people are cutting promos, I would really appreciate it if the commentary would shut the hell up. Yeah, man. Like they are incapable of having a moment of dead dead air. Yeah. And just letting a line breathe from a promo. Like Roman said something in the promo in the main event, and Pat McAfee would not stop talking between lines. Mm-hmm. I wanted I want to tear my hair out because I can't watch a promo on mute. I yeah. watch a match on mute. I can't watch a promo on mute. And it was like Seth said something, and then Michael Cole goes, "Seth Rollins is very good points." It's like let us think that Michael Cole. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. Anyway, he doesn't do the shopping cart thing. He gets into the ring. Shinsuke Nakamura hits him with a keen chaser. Rick Boogs then Gorilla Press throws him, crucially, <laughs> into a crash mat. Yeah. And he sold it. And he sold it! <laughs> what? It's a crash mat! It's the, the point big of a bed. crash mat! It's a big pillow. 
You could not find a softer looking surface. <laughs> it is designed to have people fall on it. It is a crash mat. And he's like, oh, my ribs. Should have lit All it on right. fire first or something. Whatever. That would have been some. That's what they would do in Smack Ass. Yeah, they would. Light the thing on fire. How do yeah. the shopping cart over the ring while it's an inferno match? Yeah. Pansies. Do it. <sighs> do it. Book it, Vince. Uh, Book it, Vince. <laughs> Aaliyah is backstage. Haven't seen her in a while. I've said she's nervous. Mm-hmm. Said she's nervous for her match. Natalia comes in and says that she has three world records. And then Aaliyah said, I didn't know the world records were still a thing. <laughs> why babyfaces absolute morons? Like, why Why is that a thing? Because they're bad. <laughs> but like, why are we supposed to root for this person? I'm just like, oh, you're an idiot. Okay, cool. It's just yeah. weird. Uh... And then it comes to an ad break, it comes back. Aaliyah does her entrance, comes to an ad break, comes back. <laughs> and Natalia's still there in Gorilla, just chilling, you know, for the whole ad break. She's just been vibing, I guess. And then she cuts another promo. And then she cuts another promo saying that she has three world records. She wants a fourth. The one she wants to break is to beat the record of 3.8 seconds for the fastest victory uh, that a woman's ever got in wrestling, right? 3.8 seconds is the fastest victory. Okay, great. She wants to beat that record. So she goes out and she beats up Aaliyah before the bell, crucially. I think the story here, in and of itself, is not a terrible idea. Natalia's hyping up a, st a stupid thing. She gets really excited about the thing. Aaliyah then gets a shock roll-up immediately after the bell rings, does it in 3.17 seconds, and sets a new world record for quickest women's match ever or whatever fine the execution of it was really weird because the ref was like Aaliyah I need you to I need to know if you can compete Aaliyah can you compete Aaliyah I need an answer Aaliyah was blanking him not even looking at the referee just like ah and selling right and then he goes okay she can't compete she's not responding to the person, to the ring announcer. And the ring announcer goes, I've just been informed that Aaliyah is not uh, medically clear to compete in this match. And then Aaliyah goes, no, I can compete. And then the referee goes, okay, she can compete. Oh, she's fine. And then the ring announcer goes, I've just been informed that Aaliyah is medically clear to compete in this match. Great storytelling, guys. Goodness me. Um, And then, yeah, she gets the shock roll up in like three seconds. Great. Cool, good for her. Fine. What happened any, to Zaylee? Anytime, anytime you have the baby face outsmarting the heel, that's better than the other way around. That being said, this was real dumb. It's the, I feel like the idea was okay. The execution was very stupid. Um, like, it's fine. Um, yeah, what happened to Zaylee, though, and Shotzi? That's not around, right? Oh, yeah. Forgot yeah. about Zaylee. Was it three weeks? Did she even get the three-week push after she actually I think debuted? she got a one-week push. Was it Maybe one? two-week push. Hmm. Did she come out? Did she have a match after she came out? I don't remember. No. She just did her superhero entrance, and everyone was like, Oh my god, best entrance ever! And then they never saw her again. Yeah. I, th I think that was what it was. Right. Anyway, 
Michael Cole introduced the shield. Uh, the shield. <laughs> Misread my notes. Uh, we had another recap of the shield. Uh, Seth Rollins breaking up the shield, and then Michael Cole introduced Lita. Yeah. He says, "I love Lita." He says buzzwords about her. She's blazed trails. She's broken glass ceilings. She's all this. I'm like, she probably is, but I've heard those phrases <laughs> so many times. Please stop yeah. saying them. Um. She comes out and Michael Cole says, why are you back to compete in the Royal Rumble? And I was like, because she wants a payday. I mean, and there weren't enough women. I mean, nothing. And she says, she's got one run left in her. So she wants to win the Rumble and main event WrestleMania. Uh, and yeah. she gets interrupted by Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair basically says, lol, you're old. And then Lita says, you have a giant head. And then the crowd chant giant head at Charlotte. It's more than it, than Jericho got for calling what's his face pinhead oh, or whatever. God, it was, it's the it's the same caliber, and I don't yeah. like it. I I understand what she was saying. She's like, you have such a big ego that your head is so big, but she's like, you mm -hmm. have a giant head, and the crowd are like, huh? She said she said giant head, and they're like giant head. I'm like, okay, whatever. People sure. are children. Uh, Lita then does a twist of fate to Charlotte and and sounds tall. Yeah, cool. yeah. I like Lita a lot. Yeah, she's great. And honestly, I'm not I'm not one for them announcing surprise returns in the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. I would rather they don't do that. But if you're going to do that, you want to build something up so that someone going into the Royal Rumble has a little bit more story. All right. Yeah. I'm much more invested in Lita's appearance now. Then I know mm -hmm. that she's probably not going to enter at number four and be gone by number eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably. Now I'm just like, I want Lita to win the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. I want her to face Charlotte at WrestleMania and have See, like, thing a really is, cool though, match. See, now now what I'm I'm worried about, though, is that, yeah, they, they have set that up. But what if they just don't follow through on that at all what if she does enter at number four and is eliminated by number eight and then we never hear from her again it's like well, what happened to that well, one run I'll you had left later then i'll be more mad yeah and ain't that yeah. just the way the world turns yeah. but i do love um, lita very much she's one of my all-time favorites she's the first women's wrestler that i ever like loved you mm. know what i mean yeah you know where i was just like wow look at that moonsault She's cool. Women's wrestling is good. She was, yeah. She was cool. She was cool back when everyone else was like, ooh, I'm just so sexy. You know? Mm. And not to say that Lita wasn't sexy, because I mean, God, mm. look at her. Like, she's still like, doesn't look like she's aged a day. Yeah. You know, it's incredible. But at the same time, she was like, she was a rocker. Like, she was cool. Mm -hmm. She was going yeah. out there and hitting moonsaults and being fearless. Yeah, Team Extreme. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I yeah, always liked Lita. Uh, Sheamus says he's going to break Ricochet's nose and then wins in a match. It was all right. He did a bro kick off a springboard and he won. The springboard? Handspring. Like That's what I meant. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I liked it. Cool. I like this match. I don't know why yeah. we keep pushing Sheamus, but it's neither here nor there. I mean, I like Sheamus. I think he's great. I like Sheamus. What? I think Ricochet has a much higher ceiling than Sheamus if they would just get out of their own way. That is very fair. Yeah. It's not that um, they're pushing Sheamus, it's that he's beating Ricochet. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. 
we then got a recap of Aaliyah and Natalia. We cut back to Pierce and Deville, where Deville takes her jacket off. <laughs> and Naomi walks in, says, "Well, oh, you've not got your jacket on." That she means I could beat you up. Pounced her ass. Yeah, but she didn't. Right there. Don't announce, hey, I'm going to beat your ass. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Just do it. Just beat her up, man. But then Adam Pierce comes back in and separates him before Naomi can lay a hand on it and says, hey, you know what? You do deserve another chance. Why don't you face Charlotte again in a championship contenders match? So here's my question. What is going to stop Sonya Deville from getting involved again? Not a damn thing. <laughs> okay. Great. I'm clairvoyant, it seems, Pete. I can mm -hmm. see the future. I know what's happening next week. Mm -hmm. Exactly that. Exactly what we've gotten for the last five months. Yeah. Uh, Kofi Kingston then comes out. Uh, we got a recap of Rollins' cash-in from WrestleMania 31. That was good. Uh Kingston did a promo saying that Woods is out of the Rumble because of injury. Sad, but says that he is going to be in the Rumble. That's good. I will say, Kofi Kingston's royal voice. It's a bit, it's a bit annoying. It's Not a bit annoying, Kofi. but mm. it's it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's somehow better than I feel like most would be able to do. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. It is. I agree it with feels that. like someone who's like gone to drama school rather than just like, a former football player and them just being like, go do a fake British accent or something. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know? Yeah, no, he's good at that role. I just don't think the role is very good. Mm. <laughs> I don't really like it. Um, but Kingston in the Rumble, he gets interrupted by Corbin and Madcap Moss. Moss says that he should be called the Poo Day. Someone wrote down Poo Day. <laughs> And it and wasn't like, Datsun. Yeah. Oh, God. And they were like, that's the one. Like, yeah. how many times do they have to rewrite a show? And this is the one that makes it to air. Where he calls the guy the poo day. Yeah. But then, I mean, Ooh. that was bad. That was really bad. But then Kingston overly laughed in response and was like, like he was having a seizure around the ring from laughing, kind of overselling, and then said, that's funny because I'm going to drop a royal deuce on your forehead. None of this is funny. Come on, guys. No, it's not. They're not funny. They're not funny. They're not funny. Like, I don't know what possible... have. I, I know we, we don't know, like, the names of the individual WWE writers... But mm -hmm. aside from like Brian Gerwitz, who has gone on to work for The Rock and his production company and stuff, can yeah. you find me any of these writers that have gone on to actually write comedy on TV? Like that have a, an actual note. I know that there's been like Freddie Prince Jr. was like a writer mm -hmm. for a bit, you know? Aside yeah. from people who are names, just the people that go out of there with like college degrees and in, in creative writing, you know? Have any of them turned into anything? Because I'm sorry, I I want to believe that you have talent. But I've hey, never man, watched be a fair, single one of these and been like, great comedy writing. I, I will, I will to play devil's advocate to them, they might just be writing to please Vince. 
they're writing for Vince, not for the audience, right? And they're probably succeeding at that. That's their job, right? Cool. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Madcap Moss wins clean. Former WWE champion Kofi Kingston. <laughs> Madcap Moss beating Kofi <laughs> Kingston clean. In in very quickly as well. We saw there was an ad break after 30 seconds. We saw three minutes of wrestling total. It's Kofi Kingston. It's Kofi Kingston, man. This is a and this 15 was... year veteran, former WWE champion, multiple time intercontinental United was he United States champion? I don't remember if he was United States champion. Probably, maybe, I don't know. Mult like 12 25 time tag team champion. Beaten mm. by Mad Cat Moss in like three minutes. Yeah. This is insulting. Yeah. Uh, I will also say as well, I saw, I very quickly just saw someone in the chat just being like, one minute people are saying that they have too many writers and then next minute you're saying get more writers. I'm like, no, we're saying get better writers. (laughs) Why did I say get more writers? No, uh, the difference, better writers. There should be one person writing this show. Mm. Not a person named Vince McMahon or Bruce Pritchard. Just one person who knows what the hell they're doing to write the show. Yeah. That's and not I think it happen, but and I I don't even mind them having more writers if because they have so much production stuff going on. If you have like you know the wrestlers contributing and working with writers on their segment yeah. stuff, and they present it to the head writer or whatever, great, fine. But cool what they're doing right the now, United States champion. Oh, God, I don't know. Was I know this kind States? of stuff. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he won was. it off of the off of MVP in uh, 2009. It's who the Miz beat to win his first title. That's right. I feel like he he might have held it in like 2010, 2011 as well. Maybe I feel like the it, part of the Dolph Ziggler saga title. probably would have been uh, over maybe. the US at some point. Yeah, he's won it a few times. He, I think he yeah. like uh, he uh, Dean Ambrose beat him for it. Yeah, he's he's won the US hmm. title a few times. That sounds about Those right. Those titles yeah. really do blend together. I sure do. Yeah, and um, he beats Cesaro. That's right. Oh, yeah. It might have been the same nice. run. No, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, it um, was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> this is a show. Uh, Seth Rollins it came out. It's time for the main event segment. That's all the wrestling we're getting on this show, by the way. Hope you enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns had their face-to-face. And I liked Seth Rollins saying just like throwing in he's just like you know in title matches that we've had <laughs> it's pretty one-sided buddy i've won all of them um which was pretty good what i yeah. didn't like was him saying that after the shield reigns couldn't do it by himself and i'm like but he did though that was like his whole thing was that he did it by himself. He won the WWE Championship, overcoming all the odds, and he defended his championship in the Rumble, which he couldn't do, but then he won it back at WrestleMania 32. You know, that whole thing, right? That, that That's Reigns' story, is that he was doing it all by himself. Like, he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33. That was all by himself. And it's just like, that's been his whole character until he turned heel, was that he was big bad Roman Reigns and did everything by himself. And I was like, that just doesn't make sense. If you want to say that this universal title reign wasn't by himself, that makes total sense because that was with Paul Heyman's help and with the Usos and stuff like that. That's a very good story. But him just saying like, after the Shield, you were you were floundering, you couldn't do it. It's like, yes, he could. That's just I feel there's a disconnect for me between. I feel like every time they say this, what they're saying is you couldn't get over. Maybe and and not you couldn't 
win championships and such. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like Cena really brought this up too when he was cutting his promos ahead of SummerSlam that we also didn't like. And it's like there's a disconnect there between like real life and kayfabe and what success means in WWE. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it, Roman Reigns is like the most successful person since John Cena. He won wins the WWE Championship all the time. He's champion all the time. He's main event at WrestleMania like 19 years in a row. And yeah. he's been champion now for like 500 days. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's about as successful as you could possibly be. That being said, they're just like, uh-huh, you couldn't cut it, Roman. Because mm-hmm. he didn't get over. So yeah. I don't know. There's a disconnect. Yeah. Uh, Rain says that Rollins is a waste of his time. I feel like Reigns was being a bit more of a, a face here. Like his promo style like changed a little bit and he was being a bit more facey to just be like, ah, it's not worth it, whatever. But then like the ending segment bit was Rollins being more of the face, which was really weird. Um, yeah. Reigns said that Reigns had the good, the very good last line of saying that if he wanted to main event WrestleMania against the star, he'd choose his wife. That's good. That's a good little line. I like that. Being like, Becky's a star, not you, Seth. That's good. I like it. But then the Usos try to attack Rollins from behind, who dodges it. And then he proceeds to just, I guess, do some parkour. Uh, got up on mm-hmm. the commentary table, and then the Usos tried to grab him, so he jumped over him. And then, like, they tried to charge into him, and then he dodged him, and they went into the steps. And then he got in Roman's face again, but then the Usos got back in the ring again, so Rollins got out, and he, and he, and he, and he walked away. And that was it. That was the end. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I like I like Seth Rollins in this in this uh segment. I thought that he had a lot of really good points mm. in his promo where he said that like I was I was he didn't say I was going through Ring of Honor and everything while you were riding the pine in the CFL. I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's true. And yeah. he, he should I wanted him to bring up like I was NXT champion while you were in a suit asking people if they could read clocks which is still the best moment of Roman Reigns' career. <laughs> I stand by that. That's the best moment. He has yet to top that. But, you know, just be like, what did you do in NXT? I was the first NXT champion because I was better than you. And then what happened when we went to the Shield? I was I was the one carrying our team. We were the tag team champions, you and I, but I was the one leading that team. You go through that. You, I was WWE champion first. I beat you because I'm better than you. You've never beaten me because I'm better than you. Give me that, like, really nail that point home. And Mm -hmm. I felt like this was going to be, like, a really good, solid main event promo segment where you can just kind of, like, hands off, let the guys go out there. Roman's a good promo. Seth can Mm -hmm. cut a good promo if he's got good material to work with. And I thought they were just going to, like, hype up their match. And I didn't feel like we got all the way there. We got, like... 60% 60% of the way there, and I was like, that's better than usual. I liked it, but I really wanted, like, a dueling promo of both guys cutting really good things, like, saying a lot of really good points. I didn't think we quite got there, but still, it was better than normal. So, hey, it gets a mild thumbs up. Yeah, it gets the Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a bit weird that they did end it on basically a Reginald segment of just him dodging... <laughs> people i kind of like that was it i'd rather this than him getting beat up by the usos again i think just don't have the usos at all just Mm -hmm. have seth cut the promo and then they have like a big ending line 
in the set then and they just walk away and it's just like okay there's some really fiery tension going on here this is good or that maybe you know they can kind of get in each other's face and the referees pull them out you don't have to have a pull apart brawl necessarily you don't have to actually brawl but just like get in each other's face and start shouting at each other that's like a good good solid way to show like the fiery tension between them but i felt like him just like dodging the usos was like Felt like an anticlimactic end for me. Um, but then that was the show. It left me kind of going, oh, okay. I thought there was just going to be more like a, a more like a, a solid end point. But like, that's the end. Here's your go home thing. You know, even though it's not the, the go home show, you know what I mean? The the final point of the show. And I didn't really, didn't really feel that. 15 minutes of wrestling on this show. Wow. Uh, nine minutes of recaps sick almost as many recaps as wrestling (laughs) that's appalling can we talk about rampage now i don't want to talk about specter anymore in all fairness to the recaps like probably about three minutes of that was the seth Rollins roman reigns history stuff through the years which i think is fine if you're gonna throw this Mm -hmm. in that's totally cool it's not Um, that bad to have that many recaps if you have more wrestling yeah or if you have a point if the recaps because a lot of them are not good that you don't need them in 12.5% 12.5% of the show was wrestling. 12.5. Quick maths. It's 100% bullshit, though. That's what that is. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Rampage. Let's do the Rampage yeah. thing. Where's the Rampage thing? Yeah. I can't even find the Rampage thing. There it is. Rampage. Hey. This Talking is Rampage. Rampage. Let's go. This is Rampage. Adam Cole versus Trent Beretta. I love the addition of Britt Baker to this act. I mm-hmm. think she adds a lot, and I think that Adam Cole just slowly expanding his presence in Kenny Omega's absence tells such a good story of him just yep. slowly infiltrating and expanding his presence across AEW is so, so good. And he's just subtly like manipulating people and being the leader of the whole like elite in Kenny Omega's absence. So good. Love that. Big yeah. fan. I I have thought for a while that they didn't necessarily have to go this direction, but if they wanted to put Britt Baker in the elite, they absolutely could have because she's got that same arrogant heel but comedic timing, mm-hmm. like the same vibe that you would have had from someone in the elite. I think she would have fit in. And I don't know how much of her presentation now is going to be centered around this because obviously she has her own little faction with mm-hmm. Jamie Hader and Rebel and she's got her own things going on. But I think this does a lot for both of them. Mm-hmm. I think they're better together than they are apart. And they're really good apart. Mm-hmm. You know? They sure are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. When you mentioned that kind of like half comedic timing and stuff, there was a moment in this match that I caught just like, as they as him and uh colin beretta were wrestling as they were getting to the obviously trent beretta you know not not much hair he's kind of got it shaved and as as they get to the top i think he was pulling adam cole's hair or something and off mic you can just hear Britt baker just screams, goes you wish you had hair trent it's just like <laughs> just a really good line yeah <laughs> it was just it's great <laughs> um I, I quite enjoyed this match. It, it wasn't amazing by any means, but I enjoyed like the story of him working over Trent's neck, basically, because of his neck injuries that he's got. Trent's selling of the neck, I thought was really, really good through this whole match. Um, he was in control early, but Adam Cole just kind of took it back by focusing on that neck, retook that control. Uh, and there was a whole brawl on the outside. Cole gets a low blow and hits the boom for the win. Boom! Boom! They all said boom. Did somebody say boom? 
Yeah, I didn't think this was like necessarily as good as some of Adam Cole's other matches on Rampage. Like I thought his matches with Wheeler Yuta and John Silver were better than this one. But mm-hmm. still, I thought this was a really good way to open up the show. Adam Cole's so goddamn cool. He's so good. You know, and he's so good. I love just what you said at the beginning. Like, I love how they've set up a Kenny Omega return. Like, I'm frothing at the mouth for Kenny Omega to come back and just see where they go because they mm-hmm. could go a million different directions and i don't know if if this is going to be like the stepping stone feud to get to the kenny omega return and everything or if we wait a couple more weeks for the cleveland show and best friends get some backup in the form of johnny goddamn gargano because that would be so cool can you i'm just gonna can you imagine if they get johnny to come back at the cleveland show and then you get cole versus gargano at revolution Right? Like, the best WWE match of all time on Revolution. I'd be like, ah! That makes me excited. That makes me very excited. Um, But I enjoyed this match. A good way to kick off the show. We got uh, a little video package for Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. Um, Mm -hmm. Do we know why Mercedes Martinez hates Thunder Rosa? I feel like she hasn't just said that. She's like, I'm here in AEW. Like, yes. And why yeah, did you interfere in the match? Yeah. Which is weird because we've got like several women's feuds going at once, which mm-hmm. is an improvement. But I don't feel like enough of them are getting on TV like on the same show. You know what they I mean? They can only have one like, women's match per <laughs> per episode, Tempest. Come on. Like, yeah. which one? More than one women's match? Don't be ridiculous. Goodness me. Uh, uh, I really need to fix that. Um, we then had uh, Sean Spears versus Andrew Everett. Uh, this was a squash match. Uh, Sean Spears won very quickly with a C4. But then he cut what I thought was a very good promo afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I always been a big fan of Sean Spears. I really liked Ty Dillinger back in, in WWE days. I really liked his 10 gimmick. I thought it was awesome. Um, so I've always known he's had a certain level of charisma. But this doing this, him and this promo, I thought was really good. And it put over his um, match with CM Punk, where he was saying, like, maybe I'm the best in the world. I've I've done the same roads that CM Punk has done. I shed blood. Why aren't I the best in the world? I'm the person that's always been held down and told that you can't be a main eventer. Like, I'm the same as CM Punk. And everyone was like, no, you're not. It was great. Uh, really good, like, heel work. And him saying that, you know, he's gonna he's gonna expose CM Punk, he's got a proper role in the in the pinnacle and all that stuff, being like, I'm the guy that Max Maxwell sends out when uh, you know he needs a message sending and stuff like that. It was all good stuff, really good promo. I thought. like I like that a lot. You know, because he can he doesn't get to talk a whole lot, just like little lines here and there and pinnacle promos and such. So him being able to go out there and say his bit about CM Punk is good to start with. To get a promo to hype up a match is is good. Him being able to define his role in the pinnacle makes me much more interested in him as a character. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said in my edited review, until this point, his role in the pinnacle has just been like the guy who gets pinned. He's the one that takes the pin in Stadium Stampede. You know, he's the one that loses to Sammy Guevara. You know, that sort of thing. That was his role. And it's fine. You need a guy like that in in a, a faction like this. 
But for him to be able to go out there and say, like, well, he's basically like the mercenary where it's just like, oh, you need someone taken out? You send me. I'm the guy that shows up behind you with a chair that you don't see coming, you know? And it's like, I like that because it's different from, like, the old school tag team of the group. It's different from the leader and it's different from the bodyguard. Now you've got like the little weasel that will attack you from behind with the weapon and will be sent by the asshole uh, leader. I just like the characterization here and knowing that Wardlow's sitting right behind him. And one of these weeks, he's going to just take his head off. I'm feeling what the pinnacle's putting down right now. You know, mm-hmm. I think they're rolling this whole CM Punk MJF thing is working for me and they're doing a lot of different things, a lot of connective trees with, uh, with the different members of the pinnacle. And I think that's really cool. I lost my mind a little bit during the CM Punk Wardlow match on Dynamite. <laughs> I, <laughs> I kind of went a bit nuts. I was like, that's like five power bombs. I was like, surely Wardlow is not going to win. Surely Wardlow's not going to win. And like he put his foot on his chest. I was like, CM Punk's not kicking out. CM Punk's not kicking out. Oh my God. Like I was going nuts. Like him and like MJF demanding more things. And of course I know, knew what was going to happen. That MJF was going to cost Wardlow. But I was like, but he's still Ooh. killing him. That's so many power bombs. Oh, that was, that was a great match. I love that. Um, the Acclaimed did a music video against Stigger Darby Allen. I thought this was quite funny. Was yeah, there's some, there's some good lines in here. Yeah, they did. It was good. Talked about hitting him with a buckle bomb. I was like, please don't yeah. kill Sting. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was it was good. Matt Scarsta can do can do a rap. There you go. Then we had a six-woman tag of uh, Statlander, Hershen, Red Velvet versus uh, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, and The Bunny. Really like this match. I thought it was okay. Like I, 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 I like I, Statlander a lot. I think she was fantastic in this match. Statlander's awesome. I think she really, really shined in this match. Uh, I feel like they've been telling this story, granted, not on Dynamite or Rampage, for ages of Hirsch and Statlander not being able to coexist and them getting in each other's way and them costing each other their matches and stuff like that. So in this match, Hirsch tagged herself in and then they cost them the match. It's like, okay, yes. What's the next step in the story? You know, that was my. I think you can, you can do it. this like, you can do this twice, which I think they've done now. Like they did the, the match on Rampage a week or, or two ago, they did the match on Rampage. Where yeah. Layla didn't shake her hand, and then they did a match on Dark, I think, where they did something yeah. similar to this, but they won, I want to say, and now they've lost. So I feel like this is decent storyline progression, and I don't know what we're gonna do with Layla Hirsch after this. I have a personal theory that I would like to see. I really want to see her with Serena Deep. That's just me thinking. That would be awesome. That's just me thinking. But I don't know that they're going to do that. I'm not going to be like upset if it doesn't happen. But I think that would be fun. Mm, I want to see definitely. her go full full heel and learning from another heel. And I think Serena Deeb is the perfect candidate for something like that. I that like sounds it. Amazing. Yep. Really, really like that. That sounds awesome. Men of the Year do a promo. Scorpio Sky saying he wants the TNT title. Cool. I, it's all right. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. He's wanted the TNT um, title for a year and a half, and I don't feel like he's any closer to winning it than he was a year and a half ago. 
So I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. You know? Uh, Jay Lethal then cut a promo against Ricky Starks, uh, saying that he wants the FTW title simply because Ricky Starks wants it. So for that reason, I want it. So I want to do a match for the FTW title. I laughed so much at Taz in this one. He yeah. was so funny. As like he's walking away, Ricky Starks is like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass!" And all that stuff. Like took his uh, headset uh, off on commentary and stuff, and was just like referees were holding him back and all that jazz. And Taz just calling out with his commentary headset still on, just being like, "You'll never be worthy enough to hold the FDW title." And I can't remember who it was in commentary. Someone said like, "That's a former Ring of Honor World Champion," and you just hear Taz screaming, "Just go! I don't give a shit about Ring of Honor!" Like <laughs> really loud. It was oh. so good. I love Taz. He's he's not as good a commentator as like Excalibur. No, but he's a different kind of good. He feels more <laughs> real than Excalibur. Excalibur yeah. feels like, like, at at some points it feels like you're just like reading out pages of an encyclopedia. You know, yeah. like he is the complete encyclopedia of wrestling. Turn to the page you need and and say just like you know do the speech text thing. Taz is a wild man who will go off the rails and is just entirely entertaining. I love yeah. Taz. He's great. Just him just screaming. It had the same kind of vibe. I don't know if you saw on the um, Survivor Series live reactions that we did, where there was we were talking about the egg for a bit, and yeah. then there was a, a promo package for Zia Lee, and then I think Luke said something like... Um, this is this is the best thing to happen to Raw. And I was like, oh, SmackDown, Zia Lee's on SmackDown. And he's like, I'm talking about the egg. I don't give a shit about Zia Lee. <laughs> like, loud. It was like the same vibe. But it, yeah. it was Taz just screaming like, I don't give a s about Ring of Honor. So good. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, it's good. I want to go back and watch this five series live practice now. They were funny. Uh, we then got the main event of uh, Silver and Reynolds versus Jurassic Express for the AEW World Tag Titles. Uh, they got kazoos in their promo. You said a one, a two, a skiddly diddly do. And that's a SpongeBob <laughs> reference. And he's connecting with my <laughs> dumb millennial brain. <laughs> Did somebody say boom? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Exactly, you both make references. Uh, they then came out, uh, it's time for the main event. And Anna J came out showing support for the Dark Order against her real life boyfriend. Ooh. Um, Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> this match was really fun and very stupid. They had so many really convoluted spots, <laughs> but I loved it anyway. It was very yeah. dumb. Uh, there was the, the big Tower of Doom spot where you had a superplex into a German into a powerbomb. It's like, <laughs> what? No. It's very Oh, funny. yeah, the other way. Yeah, yeah okay. You went, yeah, you went yeah. top so, to so, bottom. Yeah. So, yeah, top to bottom. So superplex into the German into the powerbomb at the bottom. Yeah, it was very funny. There was a ridiculously good near fall in this match with the Dark Order doing their classic flurry of offense with forearm mm -hmm. kick German into the pin combination and they got like 2.99999 on this pin yeah. that was ridiculously close such a good near fall like i thought that was a three i was like wait what <clears throat> i bought into it uh but Jurassic express managed to hit the assisted cutter for the win good stuff all in all i really enjoyed this match yeah you know 
And like I said, in my edited review, some of this match was very contrived. But mm. that sort of thing doesn't really bother me if a match is good. Yeah. You know? Like, if I'm watching, it depends on the kind of match. If it's a PWG match like this, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Just go out there, do your spots, have fun, have a good match. I'll enjoy it. If it's something else where it's like, you know, you know, you, you've seen a contrived spot that takes forever and a match is bad. That I'm not a fan of. But as long as the match is good, go for it. This was this was so, so fun. And like I said, again, in my editor review, I am a big fan of just looking at Silver and Reynolds and really both of these teams. It, this this would have been an opening match on Dark two, two and a half years ago. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, Jurassic Express were the bottom-seeded team in the initial AEW tag tournament. Silver and Reynolds were the two jobbers of the AEW roster when Dynamite launched. This would have mm. been a squash tag match on Dark two years ago. But now, just because they allow people to get over and get pushed based on how they've been able to get over and based on these two are like really good wrestlers silver and reynolds can go out there and main event rampage for the world tag team titles and have a fantastic match Mm -hmm. that is just like so reassuring and encouraging to me because it's another example of hey look there's a young guy at the bottom of the totem pole in two years he'll probably be a star and i can watch this show and think that and not feel like I'm going to have the rug pulled out from under me watching Hit Row. Thanks for that, Tempest. God damn it. Um, I'm I never was... getting over that one. I'll oh, be no, honest. That's real rough, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's the worst thing they've ever done to me. It's firing To you Hit personally. Row. That's true. Yeah. yeah. They, they That um, insulted me. Mm. Uh, overall, I thought it was a fun episode of wrestling. I feel like I can confidently say now, though, that Rampage is definitively the B-show. In that it can have good stuff sometimes, but it has matches and storylines to further the main stories on Dynamite. Like, all of this stuff, like, the Mm -hmm. Adam Cole match was to further the mixed tag match they've got on Dynamite. And, like, the... What was the other stuff they had? The, um... The Sean Spears stuff was to further the Sean Spears CM Punk stuff. It was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we have all this stuff that's more filler for the story... That's actually going to happen on Dynamite, you know? Yeah, it's Sunday Night Heat if Sunday Night Heat was any good. Yes. You know? Yeah. Which that's is not a fine. bad thing, I don't think. Yeah, you it's know? fine. It's just not what they promised, because they promised it's going to be as important as Dynamite, and it's not. Yeah. That's what I'd say. When I start seeing, like, the AEW world title be defended on this show, then I might mm-hmm. kind of buy it. Yeah. But I don't think Hangman Page has ever appeared on Rampage. No. I could be wrong, but I don't yeah. think I don't think he ever has. So I don't know. There is that kind of disconnect, but at the same time, it's just an hour of good wrestling, and I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And honestly, watching it immediately after SmackDown is the best palate cleanser I could possibly have. Mm-hmm. I'm just True. sickened yeah. by the end of the time I watch SmackDown. Yeah, you know, absolutely.
before we get into the rest of your ultra chats, last chance to send those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We have to say thank you to some very special people and those are $25 and above pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. We've got so much stuff coming up on the Patreon page next week. We've got WrestleTalk Extra will be going up, which is Royal Rumble 04 with Luke and Ollie. We're going to have Fan Quizzle Mania next week. We're going to have WrestleTalk After Dark next week. And then the week after that, it's Wrestle League because it's Royal Rumble, which means it's the end of a season and the start of a new one. Oh my God. So much How stuff. does that work? I don't want to do get mean? stuck doing a, a stupid music video just because they took matches out of day one. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it, dude. I lost my chance at getting the number 30 spot in the Royal Jamble because they took matches out of day one. It's, it's, All right, Mr. Ass. That's terrible. I'll take, I'll take that fate. Yeah. Well, the thing oh, is, with the, with the Rumble this year, you're going to get extra points for maybe a couple of things. You're definitely going to... If you correctly predict the Rumble winner, you're going to get three points instead of one. But there might be another way to get some more points, which I'm, which I'm thinking about. But we'll see. Just because there's only been like three shows in this season survivor series day one and royal rumble so I, the points are all very close so i want to wait to score more points on the rumble so we'll figure it out but anyway if you pledge at the 25 dollars tier or above you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one so thank you to yo adrian rocky the overstepper james nepper yeah yeah michael mark for life plowman yeah. A song of ice fire 352. Thomas O. Champa. Yeah. When life gives you Jake Lemon, make lemonade. The machine gun. Alex Anderson. Yeah. Will always mark out for Ollie Landrum. Smash the glass ceiling, CJ Slatten. Not Eugene, Andrew Dinsmore. King R.K. Jones. And Colin McLean-er than Finn Balor. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, all of our pledge hammers. Let's get into the rest of your ultra jets here. We have overrun as normal on a Saturday. Uh, last chance to get those in wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Andrew says, WWE is not only bad, criminally, it's also boring. Hardly any wrestling, little entertainment value, nothing to invest in, pointless. Obsess over moments that are just a flash in the pan to pop their social media accounts. AEW's a good movie. WWE is TikTok. TikToks are funny. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. A good TikTok. Good TikTok. I is understand. Funny. Good TikTok I don't go on TikTok. And hey, good, Maybe good WWE is I, good. Sure. I'm only ever shown good TikToks, you know? Mm, I have TikToks yeah, sent to me and I'll watch them. I don't I don't go on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Legit Underboss said, SmackDown may have been bad, but at least Zicky Dice's outlandish paradise is tonight, so forget about it, curse. <laughs> forget about it, curse. I did tweet that. <laughs> My name on, on Twitter now is forget about it, curse. <laughs> It's the most unacceptable it's... thing, <laughs> but it's so funny. 
That's what sure. I'm talking about. If I had Roman Reigns or someone walking up and just being like, forget about it, Kurt. I would love this show. I'm pretty uh, sure also Paul Walker says bruh a lot in, in Too Fast and Furious. Bruh I, and bruh as well. It wouldn't surprise me. That, sh- that movie is so stupid, but it's, it's so great. fun. Yeah. Uh, Charles Berg says, well, I appreciate what Lisa and Trish have done for women's wrestling and how women are perceived in wrestling. I don't find their wrestling reaches the standard the women of today have. Frankly, I've always found Trish and Lisa to be slow and clunky. McClunky. McClunky. I just watched <laughs> that. Don't remind me of that. Oh, God. Um, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit. I'm, I mean, friggin' everybody was clunky 15, mm. 20 years ago. Steve yeah. Austin is clunky. The Rock is clunky. You know? Yeah. You know who wasn't? Kurt Angle. It's true. Kurt Angle was yeah. not clunky at all. No. Kurt Angle is a goddamn wizard. He was so good. Uh, Colby Dennis says, uh, I'm happy that WWE is putting more effort with women's segments, but can they stop recycling the since I was a little girl promo from every potential new talent slash baby face? Just always seems the same. Aaliyah, Liv, Sasha at some point. I That's agree. Fair. Yep. Uh, not everyone needs to be following the the i was gonna say boyhood dream but that doesn't work childhood dream the girl you know? dream like if you win the title at wrestlemania like sure go out on the next show and talk about your childhood dream you know mm-hmm. but like give me give me a different story like you can do it once and it's a fine story you can't do it for everybody yeah hell lord 247 has been a member for two months in a row thank you uh, it says, why am I so excited for Seth versus Roman at the Rumble? What a promo battle. What? What a promo battle. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that yes. match. They have good matches yeah. together. Yeah, they do. And they're both very good wrestlers. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Hawk the Outcast 823 says, no additional comments, just contributing to the Smack Ass T-shirt fund. <laughs> L-I-W oh, can we get a Smack Ass shirt? <laughs> Please. We've got Rich, in two days. Watching. In two days, people really want Team Panice merch and Smack Ass merch. Yeah, L-I-W Smack Ass. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tempest. Welcome to Smack Ass. Can I put that on a shirt, please? Oh, my God. The, the, the jackass skull and, and whatever can have a mask on it. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's there could good. Be my next shirt. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, Deval <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shah says cannot deal with another Seth babyface run after the last one. I don't think that's fair. I think he was uh he was he was the man at one point on his babyface run, the last babyface yeah. run that Seth had. It was just the whole fiend stuff that messed everything up and the whole tag team with Becky Lynch, which no one really liked. It was just, it was, it was bad booking. And it wasn't feuding, really his fault. Feuding with Baron Corbin. Yeah. He was also kind of a prick on Twitter a lot. There's that. And I, I mean, that is, his I don't want to say, cause but... again, like that's, that's a more uh, fringe reason why he would get booed, mm. but it yeah. was a reason yeah. I didn't like him anymore after that. And I was that's like true. a huge Seth Rollins guy before that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are people, but at the same time, I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm ready for Seth Rollins to come back around. I think his his yeah. work in 2020 was was about as good as you can get in WWE, you know. Mm-hmm. And nothing gets me one over to someone's side like the quality of their work. 
So if he's able to turn babyface and be a top babyface somewhere, I think he will excel this time. But it's WWE, so yep. Who knows? Zoe Sung says, "Hey guys, it's minus twenty two degrees." Wait. Oh, (laughs) on Long Island today feels like minus twenty two. It's nine degrees Fahrenheit actually. Um, I work outside too. I'm cold. But anyway, Io Shirai, the Empress of the Sky Pokemon. This Pokemon could do nothing <laughs> wrong and can make a flying trash can look threatening and cool. Yes. It's true. Love you. Yeah. Um, Graham Shaw said, uh, I've been thinking about Tempest's hook idea. And while it's out there, I have a pitch. Hook 3-0 and beats Stu Grayson, Matt Hardy, Penta, Eddie Kingston, Christian Cage, Adam Cole. Then if it's working, becomes world champion in career match 10. I'm I'm with you, but I'm also I don't know, I'm I'm finicky about who he should be because I think mm. the the hook ah, the hook of this uh, ah, yeah. that was yeah, unintentional yeah, yeah. is that it needs to be a surprise. Yes. I don't him already I think beating you guys lose, like Cole. Yeah, I don't think he he's should not. be beating Adam Cole and Christian Cage and Eddie Kingston and people like that. But if yeah. he's able to beat like QT Marshall and and the low tier guys, but beat enough of them in a row that he like earns a title shot, mm-hmm. that's when he has the big surprise win. I think yeah. that is like a big because he needs to be able to catch Hangman Page or whoever the champion is off guard. And that was another thought. I think he should beat Brian Danielson for the title. That's fun because because Brian Danielson is bulletproof because he's so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he beat Hangman Page, that would hurt Hangman Page a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. but if Hangman Page is a great like nine month run, loses it to maybe a Brian Danielson or something, and then Hook beats Brian Danielson, ooh, I think that would work. Yeah. Uh, Charles Berg says uh, now for AEW Friday 10 p.m. is a horrible time slot, and they need to go to a different day at a different hour. People are either a not home, b asleep, or c like me crying in the shower because I just watched SmackDown and need to decompress. Take care. That checks out. I do yeah. agree. Their time slot is very bad for Rampage. I'd really wish they had a different one. I do too. Yeah. Uh, Valab Mamadipudi has been a member for nine months in a row. Thank you. Uh, nice tight face impression, Tempest. Departy forever. Hey. This is what I use my freebies for. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, always be scamming says, hello, Chopper Whopper. Haven't heard that name in a while. Goodness me. Uh, hope your babyface run is going well. and glad to see that you're feeling better, Tempest. My question for Pete, is he ready for Legends Arceus? And for Tempest, do you believe in the heart of the cards? I mean, I think you're more likely to play Legends Arceus than me at this point. Uh, yes to both. Of course. You can't explain yeah. the plot of Yu-Gi-Oh! without the heart of the cards. Exactly, yeah. Um, very good. Uh, Zoe Sung says, uh, Pete, does Tempest know about the Steppies? <laughs> No. Does this involve Denise being the best step host? Um, That's what that was, right? They gave each other gifts on the Fightful the, podcast, the right? Step host, yeah. Like Denise yeah. didn't know what the what the whole step sister step brother yeah. thing was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was that was a whole thing. So then she became the step host. Yeah, well, I'm well aware of all that. That was hilarious. Um, no, but the, the, I feel like the steppies was something else. But now I'm struggling to remember. I'm so sorry, Zoe Sung. I feel like the Steppies was something very funny. But now I can't remember what it was. From a podcast I did at some point, I'm sure. Interesting. Hmm. Let it now come I'm... to you. Yeah. 
Or maybe maybe Zoe's in the chat and can say, I don't know. Uh, James Handley says, uh, the best worst movies to watch drunk slash stoned are Manos the Hands of Fate and the Tommy Wiseau masterpiece, The Room, of course. Uh, if any show could harness the lightning S in a bottle, I'm assuming, uh, that is The Room, then it uh, would be must-see television and we'd be better for it. I mean, The Room is still getting played to this day. The Room it's is a masterpiece. masterpiece. Yeah. It's delightful. <laughs> um, it's it's so good. Um, oh, the, <laughs> it's the, the oh those are the steppies. The steppies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to say someone gets kicked in the face. Hell yeah. <laughs> so good. Whoa, I can't believe we got so much hate in the episode, Tempest. Whoa, so controversial. Believe it, <laughs> yeah. Did you? I I don't check the comments on these things very often mm. at this point because I don't do the meta for the YouTube mm -hmm. anymore, right? Yeah. Like for a while there, like I would do it. I would punch in the time codes and I would do the ads and everything, and then you go and you look at for a couple of comments to interact with just to boost mm -hmm. engagement and such and such. So I I would pay attention to the comments, but since I no longer have to do that, I don't really look at the comments. I don't often go back in and, and check things. No, for some reason I looked on last on this week's NXT. No, no, there's a lot of people that just don't understand wrestling. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone should be like AJ Styles put Grayson Waller over, and I was like, yeah, no, no he did not. No, <laughs> that is just factually inaccurate. <laughs> you know, incorrect. <laughs> there's a there were a lot of people just being like. These guys just don't they, they they miss the point. They miss the point of why Grayson Waller and 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 AJ Styles worked. This is such a good idea. What's the difference between this and CM Punk beating Darby Allen? It's like Oh, it's so, you, I did see that one. I did see you that one about Steve fucking Darby Allen. I was like, No. You don't have any critical thinking skills. You know what I mean? It's insane. Like, um, oh, I can't believe that those people exist. But anyway, yes, all that hate. Yeah. Yeah. All that hate. The, I tell you, one podcast episode I did check the comments of was yesterday's podcast that I did with Denise. Um, mm. Yeah, what's mainly... all, all that about? Penis people? <laughs> <laughs> That's a much better name than what I came up with. Because, yeah, it's, 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 it's Team Penis. And there's mm. nothing wrong with that name. There's nothing, nothing wrong with the name. It's just a combination of our names. It's Team Panice. Um, <clears throat> I I thought I genuinely to peel back the curtain a little bit. Pete. I was that's not even a, not even at all Tempest. Come on now, we even tried to recruit Denise into LIW. What's with the hate? Come on, man. Um, we did try that once. Yeah, we did. We failed, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> uh, I was sitting there on Thursday thinking about it because I knew I had to do the the show the following day with Denise. And I was like, all right, so it's not Team Danuke. I can't even remember what she names her thing with Adam. What can we come up with for, the, for us? And I was like, Team Denise. And I was like, that's, I could do something like, you know, delete, delete, but do like Denise, Denise. And I was like, that's something, that's something. I was like, what about the other way? Team Panice. And I just burst out laughing. And I could not stop laughing. I was like, that's the one. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I'm going to make a graphic. So I just spent like 
15 minutes just making a stupid graphic I could throw up on the screen. Genuinely, one of the best things I've ever done. But people seem to like it, so that's that was good. That was yeah. rewarding at least. Because you know, you know, when you hype up a joke in your own head, you're like, so many people are gonna love this. So many people mm-hmm. are gonna laugh. And then you do like a joke and it's like, ah, oh, it didn't really work. Nah, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. I was very relieved that people were just like Team Panice, best moment of Russell Talk. I was like, yes, that's good. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen that, well check out yesterday's podcast. Team Panice c- coming in strong. That was, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the phrasing I'm going with. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, I don't really have anything else to talk about because nothing's happening in life right now because, you know, pandemic and all that. So we might as well just wrap up this episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back. We've got more content next week, the usual. And then the week after that, it's the Royal Rumble. Hot damn. Uh, also, we've got some fun stuff next week. We've got uh, Rust Talk Extra will be going up on our Patreon page next week. And Rust Talk After Dark is next week. And Fan Quizzle Mania. That's all going on on our Patreon page next week. So fun stuff over there for bonus content. And our usual stuff that y'all get as well. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening, everyone. Really appreciate it. Stay safe up there. We love you very much. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.